Okay, it is 11 June, Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Ignoring the obvious, that and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, let's see here. Today is, or I should say, this month is June, and everybody knows that uh, it is designated in June to be Bible History Month, okay? And so I thought to start you out on, you know, just one of the things that uh, the Bible has a history on is right there at the beginning. I mean, my goodness, it was probably June that this came about too, but that's speculation, okay? But if you turn to uh, Genesis and you go to the sixth chapter... It says, now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, here it is, it's June, Bible history month. My spirit shall not strive with man forever for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. Think of the world right now, June, Bible History Month, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, and birds of the air. I am sorry that I've made them. It's June. It's Bible History Month. Pay attention to the Bible. Now for some news from Israel. Jerusalem Post. Secretary of State Anthony blinked out, cancels planned visit to Israel. One senior Israeli political official said regarding the situation that it's impossible to ignore the sensitive timing of the cancellation. From JNS, blinked out Jill Biden to skip stops to Israel on Mideast tour. This happened over the past week. They went all over the Mideast and there's one country they didn't go to. On an upcoming trip, which is now a done trip to the Middle East and North Africa, Jill Biden plans to visit Jordan, Egypt, Morocco, and Portugal but not Israel. And Anthony blinked out, reportedly scrapped a planned trip to Israel. On June 1st, Prime Minister Netanyahu released a statement which stated in part, I have heard all of the reports about Iran. I have a sharp and clear message for both Iran and the international community. Israel will do whatever it needs to do to prevent Iran from obtaining nuclear weapons. The First Lady is expected to attend the wedding of the Jordanian Crown Prince, an unelected monarch whose country is majority Palestinian, as part of her visit. But she will skip the region's only true democratic nation. The Biden admin has refused to engage directly with Prime Minister Netanyahu, who won Israel's elections last November, but has yet to receive a customary White House invitation. Uh, the Biden admin appears to be isolating Israel as a way to exert leverage within internal domestic Israeli politics and over Israel's policy on Iran and the Palestinians. From the front page mag, Biden admin anti-Semitism letter to colleges makes no mention of Israel. The end result is a complete irrelevance. 
While the various marchers are celebrating, you can find the real bottom line in the Dear Colleague letter generated by the Department of Education. Anti-Semitism on college campuses is at an all-time high. Much of it is driven by leftist and Islamist groups harassing Jews over Israel and disguising their anti-Semitism as anti-Zionism. The resulting letter to educational institutions makes no mention of Israel, and it is nothing more than a generic restatement that Title VI applies to Jewish students. It does note that it extends to students who experience discrimination, including harassment based on their actual or perceived uh, shared ancestry or ethnic characteristics, or citizenship or residency in a country with a dominant religion or distinct religious identity. That does cover Israel, but the vast majority of Jewish students being harassed on campus are not Israeli. The issue is that Jewish students are being targeted because of Israel. Fewer Israeli students are around on American campuses, and fewer of them seem to need protecting. Compare this to the Department of Education's Combating Discrimination Against AANHPI and MASSA Students, meaning Islamists and all that nonsense, letter, which offers examples that could trigger an investigation, such as during a lesson about 9-11, classmates of a Muslim middle school student call him a terrorist and tell him to go back to his country. That will get a Department of Justice investigation against you. But if you say the same thing to a person from Israel, it's not going to happen. From the Times of Israel, backlash over gender-sensitive Hebrew Bible translation that uses God, not he. The Revised Jewish Publication Society edition of the Bible, which the 135-year-old Jewish publishing house has released in partnership with Safaria, is the first major update to the JPS translation of the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, in nearly 40 years. It's something I go to quite often to see what their translation says. I will never go to their new translation, ever. The new English translation refers to individuals with pronouns that are consistent with traditional gender norms, but unlike nearly all translations of the Bible throughout history, the new edition known as the RJPS does not refer to God with masculine pronouns. It doesn't use feminine pronouns either. Instead, God is simply referred to as God throughout the text. For example, Isaiah 55 verse 6 reads, Seek God while you can. Call out while God is near. JPS's landmark 1985 translation, by contrast, reads, Seek the Lord while he can be found, which is what the Hebrew text says. Call to him while he is near. The RJPS makes the case that the art of Bible translation is always a work in progress and should take into account not only our deeper understanding today of biblical Hebrew, but also the significant changes that have occurred in the use of English over the past decades. Tanakh is the foundational text of the Jewish people, and we share Sepharia's desire for everyone to be able to access it in language that is appropriate and meaningful for them while remaining faithful to the original. You can't do both. You can't do both. I'm sorry. From the Times of Israel. In first, IDF sends troops to participate in major U.S.-led drill in Morocco. Good news. Okay, we got some news from Christianity today. I'd like to read you something from my friend. He uh, sent this to me a day ago. 
He said I could read it. I just wanted to let you know that I was just fired from my director of worship 13 years position at United Methodist Church because I opposed a woman's endorsement of Gay Pride Month. She is a teacher of a small group and a longtime member and giver. Her daughter is gay and married. The church states that homosexuality and gay marriage is against scripture. That's their official stand. They are also in the process of disaffiliating from United Methodists for their endorsement of gay marriage and gay pastors. And yet they will compromise to status and power with certain members and oppose those who speak up and take a stand. Same day, he got this. It's an email from the church that included several bullet points. On one of them, it says, Our discipleship is measured by obedience, not knowledge. That is how every cult on this planet is founded and what it expects to continue its reign over people. You, you don't have knowledge of the word. You will not be able to control what people tell you. You have no idea if what they're telling you is true or not. I've said this in so many updates over the past years that I couldn't count them even if I tried. I will say it again. If you're spending your time watching a lot of prophecy updates, you are wasting your time. What you need to do is watch the Superior Word Prophecy Update, pick one more for good sake, and then read your Bible. Know your Bible. You're a specialist in everything, and yet you know nothing because you don't read your Bible. You must know this word, or that is what, think of all the people in that congregation, one person took a stand, and nothing will be done about it. Everybody else will just agree with the stand that was taken because people don't know what the word says. Please get into a church that actually goes from the Bible line by line and follow the word. And if it sounds suspect, check it out. Leave that church if they're not adhering to God's word. Okay, from Breitbart, DHS likely targets of potential violence in coming months include churches, says the feds. The DHS warned in a recent bulletin that in the U.S. it is a heightened threat environment that could portend violence in the coming months over the 2024 general election cycle and legislative or judicial decisions pertaining to socio-political issues. Now, I'd like you to know that these are always perpetrated by the left. You never hear about that from the right unless they are just complete kooks that have nothing to do with what the, you know, the Republican Party, the conservative movement holds to. Nothing. But then they lump them in with them anyway when they're actually more fascist than anything else belonging on the left. Okay, likely targets of potential violence include U.S. critical infrastructure, faith-based institutions, individuals, or events associated with the LGBTQIA plus community, schools, racial and ethnic minorities, and government facilities and personnel, including law enforcement. Uh, all of those that are targeted would be by the left. The left is even targeting Target because Target was targeted for selling things they shouldn't be selling, okay? And it's the left, not the right, that's gone and made threats to Target. The left has threatened Target. They've threatened to blow them up and to blah, 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 because they stopped selling this nonsense stuff, okay? That's how bad it is. It's not the people on the right. So don't be deceived when you read things that the right is doing all these things. It's not. It noted the March 2023 shooting at a Christian elementary school in Nashville. Never mind that they, yes, here it is, Tennessee by a transgender individual, but said law enforcement continues to investigate the motive behind the attack. They have the document. 
they know exactly what it says and they've tried their best to keep it quiet. Uh, the person that owns the rights to that, the parent of the child that did all the killing, is offered to give the rights over to the parents of the children that were killed. Hopefully one of them, one out of all of them, will have enough backbone to say, I want to release this to the public, but we'll see. It noted in March 2023, a RMVE driven by a belief in the superiority of the white race was arrested and charged with allegedly attempting to use an improvised incendiary device to burn down a church in Ohio that was planning to host a drag theme event. That's our DHS informing us of what we need to know. From the Daily Fetched, Woke Church apologizes for featuring white child on its calendar. Subtleties of racism. Yes, a progressive woke Christian church apologized for causing offense with a calendar that featured a blonde white child on its cover. Actually, it had a lot of children, but the blonde white child was at the top, and so it, it got people upset. UCC President Dorhauer apologized profusely. He, he profusely apologized for displaying the subtleties of racism in a letter posted on the UCC website. Scrambling. He, he, he scrambled to address the complaints. He said the new desk calendar featuring the white child failed to live up to our commitments to be an anti-racist body. All kinds of kids on there, and there's just one white kid, and that upset people. The calendar being sold on the UCC website features a drawing of children and at least one adult with gray hair holding hands in a circle. Despite various skin colors displayed in the graphic, UCC members were outraged. They were outraged because a white child with blonde hair was towards the top of the image. Reverend Dorhauer said the image should have been rotated. Yes, yes. Um, it, it should be a little bit so a more racially diverse person was at the top. It has been brought to my attention that a slight rotation of the cover image in either direction would more accurately reflect the racial equality we seek. I'm grateful for such attention to the subtleties of racism, and I agree. The UCC president thanked members for informing him about their disappointment and outrage. They were outraged over the calendar. He then went on to lament on the pervasiveness of white privilege. You all, you're all just terrible, all of you. Seeing how the image on the cover is plainly focused on the blonde-haired person makes it clear to me that there are still ways in which the centering of whiteness remains deep in our language, our art, and our culture. This is a reminder of the kind of diligence required to fully overcome the ravages, the ravages of white privilege still embedded in our system, our psyche, and our culture. Not all of us. That's right. I have a Japanese wife, so I can't be, okay? The rest of you are all just terrible. Well, article's not a joke. No, that's, that's actually real. That's actually people... have been away for three months. Uh, yeah, let me tell you what. This is the way people are going very quickly. poor little girl. She can't help but that she's got blonde hair. But it was a drawing. It was a drawing. There, that, that is what makes it even more ridiculous. Okay, USA Today, pastor, son charged with, a pastor and his son charged with dealing weed, mushrooms out of North Carolina church. Yes, Josh Price, 50 years old, and Matthew Price, his son, 28, were arrested after deputies seized about 12 pounds of marijuana, nearly 32 grams of psilocybin mushrooms, 41 THC vape pens, 20 marijuana plants, and about two pounds of tetrahydrocannabinol something wax. 
from the Southside Baptist Church. Both men are due in court for a hearing on the charges on 25 July. Guess what we have him back for lunch, folks? We have, we have dates, dates from Israel, hand carried from Israel. No cybocillus, uh, no, what is it, whatever. None of that stuff for you, okay? Mail online. Utah school district removes the Bible from some libraries after parents complain that it's one of the most sex-ridden books around in retaliation against other book bans. From the Christian Post. UMC Baltimore Washington Conference allows 23 churches to disaffiliate amid the LGBT schism. They've lost about 10,000 churches on the Methodist rolls in the past year or so. Okay, we got some news from the Mideast and Africa today from ABC. Iraq announces plans for a $17 billion transportation project linking Asia to Europe. The announcement, this kind of goes along with the other one that the Iranians were talking about a week ago. The announcement was made at a one-day conference in Baghdad that convened transport ministers and representatives from Iraq, the Gulf countries, Turkey, Iran, Syria, and Jordan. Prime Minister Shia al-Sudani said the planned development road project would facilitate the movement of goods from the Gulf to Europe by the way of Grand Faw Port in Basra in southern Iraq, which would be connected to Turkey, then to Europe through a network of railways and highways. A centerpiece of the project will be the development of the Grand Fall Port and a smart industrial city. Adjacent to it, al-Sudani said, the planned project, which would be involved in the construction of about 745 miles of railways and highways, will be an economic lifeline and a promising opportunity for the convergence of interests, history, and cultures. And it will make our countries a source for modern industries and goods. He did not say how the project would be financed, but noted that Iraq would rely heavily on cooperation with brotherly and friendly nations. It's only $17 billion. All they need to do is funnel a little bit of what uh, Biden has sent over to the Ukraine, and it would pay for it 57 times. From the Global Times, Saudi Arabia reportedly in talks to join BRICS Bank to enhance financial strength amid de-dollarization. The new development bank, also known as the BRICS Bank, is in talks with Saudi Arabia on admitting the Mideast nation as its ninth member, which would strengthen the NDB's funding options amid the impact of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. The NDB was established in 2015 to mobilize resources for infrastructure development and sustainable development projects in the BRICS countries and other emerging economies. The BRICS represent 25% of global GDP. They're the founding members, while the UAE, Uruguay, Bangladesh, and Egypt were the first batch of new members of the NDB. Experts noted that Saudi Arabia's potential accession to the NDB will further enhance the capability of BRICS nations to hedge against risks amid the sweeping global wave of de-dollarization. Saudi Arabia is in stable financial condition with a relatively small risk potential. So its inclusion in the NDB would enhance the financial strength of the BRICS fund pool while elevating the nation's capability for crisis management and response. From AI Monitor, Iran, Saudi Arabia, UAE attend BRICS meeting in South Africa as bloc moles expansion. All those countries. Times of the Israel. Iran says it will form a joint naval force with Saudi Arabia, UAE, Oman. 
from I-24. Iran plans to form naval alliance with Gulf states, including India and Pakistan. Times of Israel. Abbas signs decree criminalizing Nakba denial. The Nakba is the catastrophe, the day that Israel declared it was a nation. It is against the law to deny that now. The decree states that anyone found guilty of denying the catastrophe inflicted upon Palestinians by the Zionist forces in 1948 will face up to two years in jail. It defines the Nakba as a crime against humanity carried out by the Zionist gangs. The decree appeared to be an extension of a more hardline approach Abbas has taken in recent years as he grapples with the apparent failure of his effort to secure a sovereign Palestinian state alongside Israel on the pre-1967 lines through largely diplomatic means. From the Times of Israel, Iran claims to test hypersonic missile that can breach all defense shields. This thing can reach Israel, according to them, I think in 417 seconds. It's very quick. Uh, General Amir Ali Haji Zadeh, who commands the IRGC's aerospace unit, said the development marked a great leap in the field of missiles and that the hypersonic missile has a high speed and can maneuver both in and out of the Earth's atmosphere. It will be able to breach all the systems of anti-missile defense, he believed it would take decades before a system capable of intercepting it is developed. Hypersonic missiles, like traditional ballistic missiles that can deliver nuclear weapons, can fly more than five times the speed of sound. Last week, Iran unveiled another version of a ballistic missile, which I mentioned, with a range of 1,242 miles. That can hit Tel Aviv. Iran said the missile had been successfully test-launched, with state TV broadcasting a few seconds of footage of what it says was the launch. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia, from FP. Mongolia's paper fleet. Did you know they have a paper fleet like Panama? Mongolia does too. It is helping Russia dodge sanctions. Mongolia is the world's second largest landlocked country. Landlocked means it doesn't have any ocean next to it. Got that? On paper, though, it sails more than 3,000 ships. It has established a shipping registry that, like other nations taking advantage of shipping's sketchy rules, has become a preferred choice for a dubious clientele of ship owners. Now Mongolia is gaining clients, especially shipping companies transporting sanctioned Russian goods. In the shipping industry, Mongolia is one of the world's most notorious flag of convenience states, and it seems to be flaunting its sorry record to undermine international sanctions. But not even Mongolia's egregious behavior is likely to put an end to the shipping of the world's favorite Dodge. It's more likely to cause lethal maritime accidents. And what they do, they just sell paper. We will, you know, register your ship. And it could be from anywhere in the world. And they say, you are now a Mongolian ship. And anybody can sail on these things. They give them a captain's license and say, go forth, young man, and sail. And they can do whatever they want, basically. That's the rules of the high sea. So Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times. From the debrief, the USAF and MIT successfully fly aircraft using jam-proof AI-enhanced magnetic navigation. This is very interesting. It's very interesting. But I will tell you something. I served in the USAF for nine years, four months, and 15 days. If anyone's I could not care about our United States Air Force 
this much anymore after last week. On Twitter, they posted a USAF member saluting a pride flag. I could not care about the United States Air Force this much anymore. All the technology in the world will not save this nation when we put this in the face of the Lord. That's just one. That's just one. I can't tell you how many of these things came out of the U.S. government in the past week. I may give you the list next week. I don't know, maybe even give it here this week. But I, I am so ashamed of having served in the United States Air Force after what they have done publicly in the past seven days. From the debrief, the cutting-edge technology, which uses variations in the Earth's magnetic field to navigate, is difficult to jam or spoof. The success of MagNav is potentially the first critical step towards implementing the system across a number of military and civilian platforms, including aircraft, submarines, drones, and even hypersonic glide vehicles. As GPS has become incredibly accurate and effective navigation tools for military and civil aviators alike, pilots have become increasingly dependent on the technology. Pretty much everybody here has a GPS. So when you go somewhere, you put in your GPS and you go where you're going. And it tells you when to turn and when to slow down and what lane to get in. Charlie Garrett in his truck has a stack of paper maps this thick and no GPS. Okay. I'm not going to be one of the people that is lost when the ball drops. Okay. But they're trying to get around the GPS because it has its own shortcomings. So here we go. This outsized dependence on a single system worries military commanders. It worries Sergio and Rhoda, too, because they rely on their GPS. They used it to get to my house yesterday. They were gone for three months, and they couldn't find the house. So he, he went right by. No, he always does. He misses my house. All, my house is a really hard house to, to find. It just is. Every, and the GPS does not help, does it? If you put in the GPS, every single person that comes over passes the house, and then they turn around. Everybody. It's, there's like this magnetic force that does not allow your GPS to work in front of my place. All right. It's probably you, Tim. It could be me. That's right. My tooth. It's, it's my, my gold tooth. Yes. Okay. This outsized dependence on a single system worries military commanders who see the GPS network as especially vulnerable to attack. Hoping to reduce that dependence, the AFRL partnered with MIT and the MIT Lincoln Laboratory to see if combining the concept of MagNev, which is magnetic navigation, with the advanced machine learning skills of AI was a practical alternative. Their work, which culminated in this first real-time in-flight test of the concept system, shows that not only is AI-enhanced magnetic navigation possible, but it offers some critical advantages over GPS. The MagNev harnessed the power of AI and machine learning through the AIA's calibration and positional neural network, which was trained during flight. During flight, it trained it, okay, in a matter of minutes on a commercially available laptop. The ability of the system to learn so quickly is aided by decades of researchers assembling a highly detailed map of the Earth's magnetic field, providing researchers and engineers with a baseline data set to build their system. Of course, the Earth's magnetic field is constantly changing, and the aircraft itself also experiences a wide range of magnetic interference, like from my tooth, that the system <laughs> depends on machine learning to separate out the magnetic signal from the noise. 
Unfortunately, the need to constantly update and augment the magnetic field data to maintain the accuracy of the system and the magnetic noise the AI has to filter out are noted weaknesses. They'll have this all taken care of in no time. Mark my words on that. Also, the system was accurate to around one kilometer. That's a pretty big area unless you're sending in like a strategic nuclear bomb or something. But um, one kilometer is a big area. GPS gets down to about three feet. So there is a difference at this time. This is a significant downgrade from the more accurate GPS, which can get an aircraft to within a few feet of the targeted destination. Still, the Magnev team notes that for a majority of missions, navigating to within one kilometer is pretty much all that's needed before traditional tools like visual navigation or landmark recognition takes over and guide the aircraft to its final destination. So as long as you got visual flight rules, you can pretty much go anywhere with this. Okay, it's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of, like saluting the gay flag. Okay, from Reuters, Uruguayans pray for rain as Capital Reservoir left with 10 days of water. Now, this was about five days ago, so unless they've gotten rain, they're very low. Low rainfall and high temperatures across the southern region of South America have triggered a severe drought over the last year, affecting crops and neighboring grains, producer Argentina, and triggering steep farm losses. In Uruguay, the water deficit is the worst in 74 years. Now, they have a precedent. It can't be global warming if they had this 74 years ago. But the problem is there's a lot more people on the planet today than there were back then. Okay, it is affecting supply to thousands of households and leading to poor water quality. Water levels in the Paso Severino Reservoir, which serves more than half of Uruguay's 3.5 million people, are at historical lows. The latest data shows it has around 6.2 million cubic meters of water, a far cry from the 60 million monthly average. They 60 million average they use, and they only have 6.2 million cubic meters left. Around 650,000 cubic meters is needed every day to supply the capital. And then from the telegraph, Uruguay's tap water has become too difficult to swallow. Two key reservoirs in the country have depleted so severely that salt levels are now more than double the concentration recommended by the World Health Organization. Wow. Gateway Pundit. Globalists rev up plans to engineer global famine. Thirteen nations agree to convert over to less productive green farming methods, which includes the United States of America. We signed away on that. Yes, we will go with this green farming, which means you will not be able to feed enough people. It will not happen. If they implement this, our farmers will be done. Gateway Pundit, Cleveland Clinic, peer-reviewed study found that more vaccines you've had the higher your COVID-19 infection risk. Shocking. Yeah, that's a peer-reviewed study from the mirror. Brits are dying in the tens of thousands. Now listen to this. Did anybody hear who I said wrote this article? The Mirror, a very left-wing UK publication. This isn't anything from The Mirror. I'll read it again now. Brits are dying in their tens of thousands, and we don't really have any idea why. From May to December last year, there were 32,441 excess deaths in England and Wales. I've read about this in the U.S. and Australia and Germany and all the other countries. I've read them one after another. This is the mirror. 
This is excluding deaths from COVID. That means that over 32,000 Brits would have been expected to be alive. These shocking figures raised a number of important questions about what is happening to the country's populations, how it is changing, and why so many more people are dying. By the way, the BBC also published this, the same stats. So I just picked the mirror because it was a little better written. The spikes in excess deaths can be attributed to a number of causes, but it isn't clear what's driving these spikes or causing these drop-offs. They will never look at the one thing they need to look at. Similarly, early in 2022, excess deaths dipped well below average levels with one expert group speculating to the mirror that a mortality displacement effect might explain why so many deaths are bunched up in the space of several months. They're trying to find reasons being passed on from the months prior. Professor David Coleman, a murderous professor of demography at Oxford University, told the mirror that no one knew for certain what had caused so many deaths throughout last year. He pointed out that post-COVID, the UK's population had been changed through the deaths of a significant proportion of elderly due to the virus. He explained once those poor people had been packed off, the remaining population should be healthier. There should be a period afterward where deaths are lower than usual, but that hasn't happened. He gives a long, long, long list of excuses. Minus one. Climate change. Someone isn't paying attention. She said climate change. That's probably it. Someone is not paying attention. Because I have read this from country after country after country. And it's happened in the United States. Remember last year we did the insurance people said that this is a catastrophic once in a generation event. Worse than losing all the people of the Vietnam War in a year. And they couldn't tell why. Morality is declining. I have one article. That's all I'm going to read you. Breitbart. Trans babies. Health center. This is in the UK. Health center asked parents if their newborns are transgender or non-binary. Oh, A health center in England provided new parents with questionnaires asking if they considered their babies to be transgender or non-binary. And they say that this is all just choice. Our other news today. Or not choice, uh, what, uh, you know, it's in your genes, you already, little baby. Mail online. Retailers sound alarms on the economy. Shoppers are pulling back on spending as Macy's sales shrink 8.7% and even discount chain Dollar General slashes projections for the year, sending shares tumbling 20%. Soaring grocery bills are cutting into customer spending on other items. Dollar General is scaling back expansion plans, especially for pop shelf stores. That's too bad because I really wanted a pop shelf store here. I don't even know what it is. Okay, Zero Hedge. Investor home purchases collapse most on record. Redfin released new data that revealed a record-breaking drop in homes purchased by investors in the first quarter. This sharp decline is due to a combination of elevated interest rates and sliding home prices, which impacts potential future returns. With investors retreating to the sidelines, buyers in the market have dramatically shrunk and price wars have eased. Redfin data shows investor purchased 48.6% fewer homes in the first quarter compared with the same period last year. Redfin is the big one. They're the ones that make all these. Okay, this was the most significant plunge on record. That means ever. 
The rapid increase in the 30-year fixed mortgage rate to over 7%, not seen since the dot-com bust, has been the main driver in cooling demand. I would say that's not the case. I'd say it's a driver, but I had a house that I bought, and my mom said, can I give you a loan, and I will make the money off of it while you're paying? Remember that, okay? And so I got a 15-year mortgage from my mother, and I paid it off finally. But when I did that, um, you know, of course, the interest rates went down to zero. And I could have renegotiated with a bank and saved thousands and millions of dollars. But I, I love my mother. And so I continued to go with that. And no, it was a very wise decision on her part. But when I bought it, 7% was the going rate, and nobody cared about it. You know, if you went to 8 or 10%, remember when it was 13%? 7% is not enough to do what has happened here, is my point, okay? From the insider, Elon Musk warns house prices are set to plunge and said commercial real estate is in meltdown. If you've been following that this week, you know that's true. Commercial real estate is melting down fast. Home values next, the Tesla and SpaceX chief tweeted. The tech billionaire made the comment in response to a tweet by the Kraft Ventures founder, David Sachs, who said that a big chunk of commercial real estate debt was due to mature soon. Musk has previously warned that cracks could appear in property markets following turmoil in the banking sector. For example, the clean energy pioneer said commercial real estate was by far the most serious looming issue and cautioned regional banks could experience a wave of defaults because of their huge exposure to the sector. Gateway Pundit, this is just great. Do you know they never got out of apartheid in South Africa? I just, it's so sad to hear this. South Africa drafts water usage regulations to limit white people's access. They didn't learn from the past, and so now they're just doing the opposite. While South Africa deals with rising violent crime, as many as three murders per hour, the government seems determined to focus on driving white South Africans from the country. In May, the ANC drafted regulations that would create race quotas surrounding the allocation of water use licenses for businesses. Previous government rules that will make it nearly impossible for business owners to hire whites or Indians. I reported on that a year or so ago. Affirmative action policies meant blacks take precedence over whites in the job market and will force many white South Africans to leave the country under the current regime's latest apartheid legislation. And now, water is the latest weapon. The proposal requires all applicants for consumptive water use where water is removed from available supplies without return to a resource system to allocate shares to black people based on the size of land. Business owners wanting more water usage would need to have a higher share of black ownership. Can't learn our lessons. From Zero Hedge, here we go. Park Hotels. This is one article on dozens, dozens of hotels doing this in San Francisco. Listen to this. Park Hotels makes a difficult decision to stop paying San Francisco CMBS loan, citing concerns over street conditions. Park Hotels and Resorts, Inc. announced that it ceased making payments on a $725 million, that means three quarters of a billion dollars CMBS loan, which is scheduled to mature in November 2023. The loan is secured by two of its San Francisco hotels that it plans to remove from its portfolio. Remember, this is just two hotels 
out of many that I've read this week. The company intends to work in good faith with the loan services to determine the most effective path forward, which is expected to result in ultimate removal of these hotels from its portfolio. After much thought and consideration, we believe it is in the best interest for Parks stockholders to materially reduce our current exposure to the San Francisco market. Now more than ever, we believe San Francisco's path to recovery remains clouded and elongated by major challenges. Record high office vacancy, concerns over street conditions, lower return to office than peer cities, and a weaker than expected citywide convention calendar through 2027, meaning nobody wants to go there through 2027, that will negatively impact business and leisure demand and will likely significantly reduce compression in the city for the foreseeable future. And there it is, a large real estate investment trust focused on hotel properties with over 29 thousand rooms in prime U.S. markets abandoning San Francisco. Park's announcement comes days after San Francisco's mayor, London Breed, makes a major U-turn to fund police after an explosion in crime has forced companies to leave the crime-ridden town. Well done, Democrats. You've effectively transformed a once-thriving city into a hellhole. All right. Yeah, turn them into public housing. Oh, yeah, they'll do something like that and they'll only ruin it even more. That's, that's their thinking there. But guess what? All of that tax base loss, all of that revenue means no reparations for you. From the post-millennial, more suspects on FBI terror watch list tried to cross into U.S. in April than during Trump's entire term. April's tally brings the total number of terror suspects arrested trying to cross the southern border illegally in 2023 to nearly 100. 100, and they say that they lose one out of every 10, is it? I read that last year. Somebody's got to remember. It's like one out of every seven or one out of every 10. That means if you've had 100, 10 terrorists have gotten through. From Breitbart, black Chicago residents slam city officials over $51 million funding for migrants. They voted for them. From the Washington Free Beacon, California state approves $300 weekly checks for unemployed illegals. I said that they were going to do it. The Senate approved it. Do you think Newsom's going to sign no on that? From the Daily Wire, Minnesota. Minnesota will give illegal immigrants free college tuition. Oh, good idea. You have to pay, but they don't. From Fox, psychologist wants to expose and shame professors giving black students lower grades than whites. Yeah, Dr. Baumeister argued the grades based on race should be publicized so that it can be used to scare professors into becoming anti-racist. Okay, who said it? Either the state ends public debt or public debt will end the state. Anybody? David Hume, great philosopher, probably what, the 1800s? Anyway, maybe 1700s. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you. Let's see if you can figure what he's talking about. Jewish publishers say God's no guy. Prudent readers must ask themselves why. About heaven, they'll learn they should turn and not burn to be safe in the sweet by and by. Okay, got a couple ironies here for you. Before I do, I always try to say something to make you happy. So please be happy.
<laughs> okay, from the Superior Word News Service, Iran elected to UN General Assembly's Committee on Disarmament and International Security. Yes. And then from Sky News, one-legged British crime boss jailed after five years on the run. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I'm Charlie Garrett, and that's your CG Prophecy Report for the week. <laughs>